1: Right side, first out of the sixth grade, movie's in the end zone! Hey, it's Petros, L.A. football fans. While there's a lot of exciting and meaningful football to be played in 2021, the L.A. Chargers are opening up the opportunity for you to secure your 2022 season ticket membership. Touchdown, Chargers! By securing your membership early, you will get many exclusive benefits, including early 2022 season ticket pricing, playoff ticket priority, and the longest payment plan we've ever offered. Secure your membership today! at Chargers.com.
0: Gunshots,
2: bitch. And then there was bass. Good evening, motherfuckers and motherfuckers. This is your host, Uncle Dolomite a Too Much Game podcast, live from the Boom Boom Room, but matter of fact, it's like a nigga is such a fucking habit of saying that shit, it's been a long time. I'm no longer in the Boom Boom Room if you on YouTube and you can see this. I'm in the new sanctuary. It's like a nigga done got a habit of saying the Boom Boom Room, but I'm no longer in there, my nigga. Moves got made, things got changed, shit didn't go according to plan. So now I'm here, my nigga, new studio, new energy, new content, new all types of shit. Go ahead, fake that shit out a little, a little notch. Yeah, man, it has been a fucking long time since I sat here with y'all, man. Shit is fucking crazy, dog. Like just the thought of that shit, like the fact that the wall behind me is no longer black. I'm not in the the place that I was before when I used to record. A lot of the reason that I've been on that break that I was on is why I'm in this new motherfucking place, dog. Like, shit is fucking crazy. Life comes at you fast, but, you know, a motherfucker got to regroup, recruit, and reboot and keep on fucking moving forward. My nigga like, you know, the game don't stop. Um, you know, I'm not sure how much of why I'm here I get into on today's episode, but, you know, eventually over time I'll address all this shit. But, you know, like as a podcaster, like sometimes you got to ride that fine line, you know, between keeping your personal life personal and private and being fucking, um, transparent with your listeners you know being vulnerable and all that good shit it's like you know it's good to be vulnerable it's good to let people in on what's going on in your life but sometimes it's just some shit that you got to keep private at least you know why you in the midst of certain shit like you know again the reason that I'm here right now like you know it is what it is but um you know usually I start my shows you know, depending on the the gravity of what's going on, you know, rest in peace to, um, you know, Mr. Clarence Avant's wife. I wish that I would have fucking, you know, Googled her name so I could really say who her name would or, you know, who her name is and shit. You know, matter of fact, let me do that shit right now while I'm on air because, you know, it's like disrespectful to say, you know, rest in peace to somebody by the name of, you know, who we know them through. Like, they not important they self and shit. But, um, also, nigga, rest in peace to the fucking Slim 400. Like, you know, I know a lot of y'all saw that viral video and shit, you know, of him getting shot. I don't know if everybody seen it, but enough of us seen that shit. Like, that shit is fucked up, dude. Like, you know, be careful out there in that. Like, like, I done seen, you know, like, uh, I think it was like the, the head sheriff of... You know, the the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department talking about don't come to L.A. L.A. is like the purge. It's dangerous in L.A., but that's bullshit, my nigga. L.A. being dangerous, it ain't no more dangerous than it was, you know, three months ago, three years ago, 30 years ago. Nigga, L.A. is L.A., was L.A., and always will be L.A. You know, I think homeboy doing that shit, that shit was like a fucking ploy to get more funding for the police department. I don't think that shit was no real credible threat of LA being no more dangerous than it has been because, you know, nigga, I'm from out here, my nigga. Like, I'm from the city. Nigga, it, it's, it's the city. It's been the city. Just like what happened to fucking Slim 400. Like, this shit was fucked up. But that's not our first time seeing some shit like that happen, my nigga. Like, you know, he broke one of the cardinal rules in the street. I'm not sure how it goes across the country, but damn, show in L.A., nigga. When you gang banging, it's one thing that we all know, dog. Never get caught sitting in a fucking car. Like that shit is like, it's it's one of them rules, my nigga. It's like going to gas stations, burger stands, and liquor stalls on the wrong side of town. It's like just certain shit in L.A. That L.A. niggas been knowing. For years, like, street niggas from L.A., that's just one of the things that we we know and we've been understanding. Never get caught slipping in a car. You know, and it's fucked up because um, homeboy who played Romeo in the Steve Harvey show, that's how he got killed, sitting in a fucking car. You know, it's a lot of us, you know, from gang culture in L.A. who, who know dudes personally who got caught slipping sitting in cars. The best man... In my wedding, got caught slipping, sitting in a fucking car, you know. And thank God he lived, you know. He alive to this day, you know. Shout out to the homie Lil Wayne, but nigga, sitting in cars is a fucking no no in the streets, especially in L.A. I don't know how it go all over the country, but in L.A., nigga, that's just one of them things that they, you know, that they stress to you. Like nigga, do not get caught sitting in nobody motherfucking car, cause. You know, you you were sitting duck, literally, my nigga. It's like a nigga could walk up behind a car and get the drop on you. A lot of times, even if you check in the rearview mirror, a nigga could creep up behind you and mac, 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 and nigga, you just hit. That buster ass nigga, uh, a nigga, Indian Red Boy or some shit. That nigga got caught slipping, sitting in a fucking car. You know, that shit just ain't to play, my nigga's. It's not a good fucking practice if you a street nigga from L.A. Like I said, I, I ain't sure how I go all over the country, but nigga L.A. That's not the fucking move. And um, you know, apologies for not having her name as I was, you know, giving her her, you know, her rest in peace. Shout out Jacqueline Avant, you know, Clarence Avant's wife. I don't know if a, a lot of y'all are familiar with Clarence Avant, but um, Clarence Avant is like. You know, they had a documentary on him. It was called Godfather of Hollywood. Y'all need to check that shit out. He was a cold motherfucker. Like, he one of them dudes, like, you know, I had, like, a little wall of fame in the boom boom room at one time, like, where I had, like, the names of people, you know, historical figures and just, like, people in general who I look up to, like, who've done things that I think is dope. And Clarence Avant was definitely up on that list. You know, like, you know, he just one of them dudes like a lot of people don't know who he is. Like I tell you all all the time, like, you know, one of my things that like I always wanted to be like, I'd love to be rich without being famous, you know. And that was Clarence Avant, like Clarence Avant is the dude who you see at the the Rock Nation brunch or the Met Gala or one of those type of situations. And it's like a lot of people don't know who he is, but everybody who's important knows exactly who he is you know, and that's one of them things that I always thought was dope about, dude, like, you know, he's a mysterious person, but he's a, he's very important, like, everybody know who he is, my nigga, like, all the moguls look up to that dude, so, you know, shout out to him, you know, my condolences to him and his family, you know, I understand this is probably a real fucked up time, you know, to lose your wife like that, like, they had to be married probably like 40 or 50 fucking years. You know, Clarence Yvonne is like I think in his his 90s or some shit. You know, so to see some shit like that happen, like to have your wife be murdered when y'all motherfuckers is like, you know, in, in your golden years. You know, at that age, shit, I think after 75, that's considered like your platinum years or some shit. Like you on the way out anyway, my nigga, like you want for your woman to go out in a bed. Like, you want for your woman to go out surrounded by loved ones, my nigga. Not no suck-ass shit like that. You know, so whoever did that shit, nigga, was a bitch. Like, I hate hearing shit like that, my nigga. Like, you know, and again, like, I, shit like that. Like, it's hard for me to think that shit like that is random. You know, like, that shit just bullshit. But that's just like with Slim 400, my nigga. Like, it's just one of them times. Like, 2021 been beating the shit out of motherfuckers. I ain't even gonna front my nigga, like, 2021, there was some good times with this motherfucker, but boy, oh boy, nigga, 2021 been acting a motherfucking fool, like, we really thought 2020 was, like, nigga, the worst year in a long time, and it was a trip, because 2020 was dope for me, like, 2020 was one of my best years, and for the most part, like, throughout my life, like, Usually, the the way that my life cycle go, I usually do very well on odd number years. For some reason, like, the last few years, like, it's been, you know, it been turned upside down. Like, my even number years been better than my odd number years. You know, but it is what it is. A motherfucker got to roll with the punches no matter what. Like, even though, like, I'm going through a transition, you know, like I said, like, I think even my audio sound different. Like, just to me personally, it sound like I got to echo you know, and I'm going to work on that over time, like, you know, new studio, new everything. So, you know, you got to work kinks out and shit like, you know, the way that I have my acoustics set up with my equipment, it was set up for where I was at the time. So now it's like a nigga going to have to go back and, you know, like retool my shit, you know, go do it over again. But, you know, I'm going to have my shit back sounding crispy. You know, like, it's been a minute since I recorded, so I know I'm probably going to be a little rusty. You know, got to knock the fucking rust off of this shit. You know, get my Wi-Fi together and, you know, what I'm going to record. You know, like, how I'm going to do my content, how I'm going to deliver everything. You know, because, like, I've been having a little couple of warm-up bouts and shit, like, doing Instagram lives with niggas. I done been guests on a couple of shows. And shout-out to everybody who's had me as a guest, even in the, the midst of my hiatus you know, just going through what I have been going through, you know, just to basically, you know, keep me, you know, in the fucking game, my nigga, like, keep me from really tripping over everything, because, nigga, it's been a minute since I recorded, nigga, like I said, nigga, like, just looking at my equipment is like, damn, I ain't seen you motherfuckers in a long time, my nigga, like, it's literally, like, looking at, at people and shit that I ain't seen, nigga, like, in my head, I'm just like, damn, I really hope I don't fuck nothing up, you know, but it's like, a nigga gotta do this shit, my nigga, like, this is my fucking outlet, like, this is therapeutic to me, like, you know, as much as I was going through, like, this was one of the things that I was missing, like, damn, I miss doing this shit, like, even when motherfuckers doing Instagram lives, you know, even as I'm watching, like, that nigga Big Smash through the little Bet the House fucking list, and You know, motherfuckers ranking podcasts and being that I can't participate, I can't win. And I'm like, nigga, I should be back here beating these niggas ass like I'm just a competitive motherfucker. So to see other motherfuckers competing is something that I feel like I'm good at and I can't compete like that shit was it was fucking me up. You know, like a lot of the shit that's been happening as of recent been whooping my ass, my nigga, I ain't even gonna front my nigga, you know, like. You know, like they say, nigga, life, life ain't beating me, but life got hands like a motherfucker, like my nigga. Nigga, me and life been in a, a cold bout, my nigga. It was like uh, Tommy Hitman Hearns versus Marvelous Marvin Hagler, my nigga. It's just straight haymakers being thrown. My nigga, life throw throw a hard punch. Nigga, I throw one back, my nigga. You know, it's like, nigga, I'm, I'm out the spot, but I'm in a whole new spot. You know, a, a lot of what I've been going through break niggas. You know, and I'm not saying it's a brag like I'm stronger than nobody or I'm better than nobody. All I'm saying is I ain't fucking weak. You know, so. Like I said, I'm gonna eventually address it, you know, like I think the way that I'm going to do it, you know, just to avoid the shit sounding a certain way is what I probably do is use my shit as examples and other shit. So I could just subtly introduce that shit. So if you really listen closely You'll get the gist of what the fuck happened, but I'm not just going to lay it all out there. I think that's how I'm going to do that shit, just so it could be smooth, just to avoid the bullshit. But you know, like anyway, um, tonight's episode, I think I want to talk about, um, you know, like a lot of these little like flash mob robberies that the, that we've been having out here. Like, I've been seeing a lot of them, like, in L.A., and the Bay Area. Like, for the most part, the West Coast, California, and all that good shit. I haven't really been seeing it, like, in other places. I don't know whether or not it's happening in other places. Because, you know, I've been on fucking hiatus. My nigga, I haven't even been on social media like that. Like, for the most part, I've been on social media throughout my my hiatus. But it's been more like having personal conversations with people, talking to motherfuckers. You know, like on a personal level more than anything. I haven't really been like cruising the timelines and, you know, being in the mix of what niggas had going on and checking the news and shit. I really just been like, you know, just keeping in touch with motherfuckers. So I haven't really been on it. But one thing that I have been noticing is these like flash robberies and shit, you know, and it seemed like ever since these niggas PPP money been running out, you know, ever since motherfuckers. SBA money been running out motherfucker scams is falling apart niggas hustles is fucked up it's like niggas is is out here on some like literally my nigga like rats on a sinking ship my nigga like niggas is just doing what the fuck ever to get money and that shit is it's getting ugly out here my nigga. You know, because like I said, that shit that homeboy said, you know, the um, like the sheriff, deputy or whatever the fuck of Los Angeles talking about LA is like the purse. Like, nah, nigga, that shit everywhere, dog. Shit just fucked up. Niggas' money fucked up, so niggas is doing desperate shit. Drastic times is bringing upon drastic measures. So it is what it is, but, you know, like motherfuckers just got to be vigilant out here, my nigga. Just like what happened to Slim 400, my nigga, you just got to keep your head on a swivel, my nigga, be safe. You know, like, um, I was listening to uh, the She Gets It podcast, you know, shout out to the She Gets It podcast, nigga, y'all niggas already know, you know, one of my favorite fucking shows, you know, throughout my hiatus, the one show I've been listening to more than anybody else's show, my nigga, and this ain't like me trying to be biased or nothing like that, but like. Nigga, my favorite fucking podcast is the She Gets It podcast. My nigga, like, Shan really do her shit, dog. Like, as I was listening to Shan's show throughout this hiatus, was like, nigga, she made a nigga not even want to come back. I ain't even going to front, dog. Like, you know how rappers is say, like, oh, I heard Homeboy's album, that shit made me not even want to rap no more. Nigga, that's really how I be feeling when I be listening to Shan's shit, my nigga. When I be listening to She Gets It podcast, I be like, nigga, she done said it all My nigga I ain't even got a comeback Like You know Fuck it She got that shit My nigga She, she got the right name for the show My nigga she gets it My nigga like Nigga I, I, I be wanting to really quit Nigga when I be hearing her shit Cause her shit is that fucking dope My nigga so Shout out to Shan from the She Gets It podcast My nigga like It is what it is But um Damn I got all like into the fucking content Before I even got to the One thing that I did notice That tripped me the fuck out While I was on fucking hiatus That goddamn versus battle my nigga
1: right side. First out of the six grade. movies in the end zone. Hey, it's Petros, LA football fans. While there's a lot of exciting and meaningful football to be played in 2021, the LA Chargers are opening up the opportunity for you to secure your 2022 season ticket membership. Touchdown Chargers! By securing your membership early, you will get many exclusive benefits, including early 2022 season ticket pricing, playoff ticket priority, and the longest payment plan we've ever offered. Secure your membership today at chargerscom
2: you know, um, Bone Thugs and Harmony versus the Three Six Mafia, you know, and I talk a lot about the verses on this motherfucking show, like, everybody who been listening to this shit, you know, whether since the beginning or, you know, just the last year, last six months, last few months, you know, however long I've been recording, you know, I always talk about the verses, or at least the ones who I seen, the ones who I cared about, because, Y'all niggas know I wasn't gonna say shit about that fucking Bow Wow versus Soldier Boy or uh Fat Joe versus Ja Rule because I ain't give a shit. But nigga, that goddamn Bone Thugs and Harmony versus 6 Mafia, y'all niggas know motherfucking well I was gonna talk about that one, my nigga. Like, especially because like as much as you know, like us who are fans of Bone Thugs and Harmony, like, we know who Busy Bone is. Like, Busy Bone is like Lamar from BMF, my nigga. Like, that nigga's a live wire. Like, that nigga is a very volatile fucking character. And it was like, if anybody was going to turn the party out at the Versus, it was going to be that nigga. Because it's like, when we watched the Gucci Man Versus, the Jeezy fucking Versus, them niggas had a real-life, authentic street beef. Like, a real beef. It wasn't fabricated it wasn't for the music it wasn't for the you know like just for the fans or like oh we just gonna you know we just gonna have us a little back and forth and we gonna do that shit so we could sell records like no a nigga died in that shit like them niggas beef was real just like 50 and Ja Rule that's the reason 50 and Ja Rule ain't gonna do a versus because 50 want to do a a, a versus in the street with no cameras around their motherfucking ass so we know that one ain't gonna happen But, like, nigga, we thought that Jeezy versus fucking Gucci was going to turn violent. Leave it to my nigga, Busy Bone, the cousin you can't take no motherfucking with. Busy Bone, one of them niggas, like, you got that one cousin that when y'all throw functions and shit, you got to warn the other family members that he there and shit. Like, he that one friend that you know, like, you can't take to certain parties because... You know, all it's going to take is for a nigga to look at him, for him to be on some bullshit. Like, I don't know if we all got family members like that, but I got a few of them niggas. Like, I got a few niggas who I don't even let get in the passenger seat of my fucking car no more. Like, I got cousins that i already told, Like, nigga, we are not leaving the city of Compton together, my nigga. Like, if you leave Compton with me, it's going to be in a whole separate car because you're going to put us in jail, my nigga. Busy bone is that nigga. Busy bone is that nigga that's like, you know, and I was joking about that shit, but I was serious. Like, nigga, they should have did fucking busy bone part through uh, Zoom or some shit. Nigga, that nigga fucking busy bone should have did that. Like, they should have had a hologram busy bone at that motherfucker to avoid what happened. Because that nigga busy bone, that motherfucker be tripping. And speaking of the woman of the motherfucking moment. Shan B. pardon. how are you doing, Shan? I appreciate you for pulling up to this live. I just got done talking about you. So you're going to have to run back to the beginning of the episode so you can hear me say what I said about you. I ain't finna gas you while you in the live, but just listen to the episode. But anyway, like, Busy Bone is just one of them niggas, dog. Like, literally, like, we should just call fucking 2021 the year of Busy Bone, my nigga, because that's how motherfuckers is acting, You know, niggas out here just doing straight crazy bullshit, my nigga. You know, and the thing was, you know, before I fucking left, like, the episode that I had written to do for episode 116, I was going to talk about the Squid Games. I was going to break down the whole season of Squid Games, the whole mindset behind the Squid Games, you know, how I felt Squid Games went down and, The reason that I felt like the Squid Game existed and, you know, like all of the different um, metaphors and things of that nature that existed in the story of the Squid Games. But the fucking crazy shit about it is like, nigga, it's like real life is on some Squid Game shit, my nigga. You know, because like one of the things that I was going to bring up in the Squid Games, you know, and if you really watch the Squid Games closely, it's like... Everything that got them into that fucking squid game, those same characteristics, they were showing while they was in the squid game. And that's what a lot of us are seeing right now in the street. You know, like a lot of the motherfuckers who was doing SBA, PPP, um, you know, whatever the fucking unemployment shit was, uh, EDD and all of these scams, like. You know, a lot of these motherfuckers is just those type of niggas. You know, like when you watch the Squid Game, like a lot of the characteristics that they was that they was portraying in them shows. Like the same reason that your ass is in the Squid Game, which is you bad with money. You do bullshit. You got a gambling addiction. My nigga like you fucking off your money on stupid shit like you just a straight up fucking goofy. And that's why your money fucked up. Like that's the reason them niggas was in there And when they was in there They was doing all the same goofy ass shit That got them in there That's a lot of what I see With a lot of these flash mob robberies And all this bullshit And I think I did an episode about this But the context that I used in the episode that I did And I forget the name of it Like it escapes me But like the concept basically was like nigga no matter where you put a loser He gonna lose No matter where you put a sucker, he gonna do some sucker shit. You know, just like the opposite, nigga. No matter where you put a winner, he gonna win. Like, some niggas just born to lose, my nigga. And you gotta fucking stay away from they motherfucking asses. You know, just like when I watch these fucking flash mob robberies, my nigga. It's like... To see the amount of niggas willing to do that stupid ass shit is fucking crazy. And it's like it's not even like a brand new thing. Like I've seen niggas do run outs like niggas go run up to like the Nike factory like 60 thick, grab a gang of shoes and run out because the concept of the whole lick is they not going to catch all of us. So if we go in there 50 deep, it's probably only six security guards. So 54 of us gonna get away from this shit Six of us probably gonna get cracked But them some good odds, my nigga, I'm with it But the thing is, for the six that's gonna get cracked It's like, nigga, look at the fucking The risk involved, my nigga Look at the fucking reward Like, nigga, you willing to go do fucking time For a pair of fucking shoes? Like, nigga, you willing to do time just for some dumb shit Cause it ain't like these, you know at one point, like, during the riots, like, during the, the George Floyd protests, niggas was doing that shit in, like, the Louis Vuitton store, nigga, the Goyard store, like, um, you know, the Gucci store, the Louis, you know, like, all these high-end fashion brands, like, these expensive things. But it's like nowadays, my nigga, I, nigga, I saw some niggas doing that shit at, like, a swap-me jewelry store, my nigga. And any nigga who know about the fucking swap-me jewelry store, nigga, some of that gold not even real, my nigga. Some of that gold is, nigga, 85% bullshit. Like, nigga, a lot of that shit them niggas was stealing was gold fucking plated, my nigga. Like, you niggas is doing all this bullshit, my nigga. And I know a jewelry robbery, nigga. It's time behind that shit. Like, y'all niggas was risking y'all limb, life, and freedom, nigga, for some fucking swami jury, my nigga. Like, what the fuck is wrong with niggas these days? Like, that shit is fucking sad to watch, my nigga. Like, I I really was like, what the fuck is these niggas doing right now, dog? Like, it's so many other ways to get money in 2021, my nigga. Like, niggas don't want to use their talent for shit no more. Like, niggas would rather do some dumb shit than try to sit there and figure it out, my nigga. Like, and this is something like, that's not even like a new thing. A lot of that shit is old, dog, like, you know, a lot of us knew niggas from, from way back in the day My nigga like Them niggas would rather hit a lick than get a job Like I remember telling a joke about the homies When I was probably like 21, 22 Cause shit, that's around the time I started driving school buses and shit And I was like, nigga, a lot of you niggas Is selling dope for fucking minimum wage Like a lot of y'all niggas is selling dope for less than you would make if you worked at UPS, my nigga Y'all niggas is really the definition of hustling backwards Like how was you niggas fucking risking your freedom for the same type of money that your ass would get for just clocking in and clocking out of some shit Like nigga, I could see if like you was going to jail for some shit and then when you get there, like niggas like, hey nigga, what you in here for? And you like shit, nigga. I was I was on a fifty thousand dollar lick. You know, my thing is like just throughout life, I look at shit like risk versus reward. I've I've talked about that shit on this show a lot. What you say, Shane? J-Rock said he'll rather rob than get a job. Some people honest. That shit bullshit. Like I get it, but that shit bullshit. Like, just the, the thought of that shit, and I say it all the time, because there are intelligent rappers, there are conscious rappers, there are rappers who have some good information. But you niggas who listen to this motherfucking show, no, I tell you niggas all the time, don't never listen to shit a motherfucking rapper say. Because at the end of the day, nigga, their job is to say what the fuck sounds good. Say what the fuck rhymes, my nigga. Their job ain't to tell you the truth. They job not to teach you. They job is not to be a fucking role model, nigga. They job is not to give you something that's going to help you in your fucking life, my nigga. They job is to make you bob your head, move your feet, possibly fuck a bitch, give you something to, you know, bob your head to on the way to work, my nigga. They job ain't to tell you some real shit, my nigga. So don't fucking base your life off shit a motherfucking rapper say, my nigga, because a rapper going to have your whole life fucked up. You know, but like I said, my nigga, like, that shit's stupid, dog. Like, a lot of you niggas is hitting licks for the same money your ass to get at a job. You know, I done told this story probably multiple times on this show, dog. Like, my cousin was staying with me because he was on the run. Nigga was, the story my cousin told me he was on the run for a hot one, but I completely doubt that nowadays. You know, like, in hindsight, I'm like, nigga, your ass was just trying to camp at my shit. And you knew that it was going to take something big for me to let you camp because you a motherfucking leech. But the one thing my cousin was doing, nigga, my cousin was was robbing motherfuckers like for real, like not man to man. Nigga, my cousin was going up in places like nigga face down on the ground. My nigga like give it up. Nigga empty all the registers. Nigga where the safe at? Like my cousin was doing shit like that. Like nigga was on some real You know, like, heat type shit. But anyway, like, it was something that happened where, like, I I woke up probably, like, 4.30 in the morning to go to work. My cousin was sleeping on my living room floor. You know, so as I'm, you know, like, getting all my shit, you know, brush my teeth, wash my face, get ready for work, I'm leaving out the front door, like, 4.30 in the morning. It's still dark, nigga. My cousin like, nigga, where the fuck you going? I'm like, motherfucker, I'm going to work. Nigga, where you think I'm going? Nigga, like, nigga, you wake up at... 4.30 in the morning to go to work every morning I don't know how the fuck you wake up at 4.30 in the morning I'm like nigga I don't know how you rob a motherfucking bank Like nigga at the end of the day my nigga I go clock in at 4.30 in the morning Take my ass to work I get off by 2.30 in the afternoon I go live my life my nigga If I get pulled over by the police nigga My worst fear is a fucking ticket a moving violation. But everything that happened before I get pulled over, nigga, I'ma leave that interaction. And the worst was shit, you know, nowadays, nigga, the police smoking motherfuckers. So, you know, now my biggest fear is getting my goddamn brains blown out over nothing. But at the time of this conversation, nigga, my least, my, my biggest fear was just getting pulled over and getting a speeding ticket or getting a fucking running a red light or running a stop sign ticket. My nigga, I, I wasn't tripping off getting pulled over. But when you hitting licks, when you getting street money, when your money is based on crime, nigga, your fucking fear is completely different than mine. My nigga, your fear is that nigga looking at your ID, going back to that car, and then three other cars pulling up. You know, like, all my money I keep, I ain't got to put nothing in my mama name. I ain't got to put nothing in my cousin name. I ain't got to put nothing in a dead relative name. I don't have no fear of spending $10,000 because... It's going to ring off something and now they're going to start running my shit different. Nigga, I live my life regular. My nigga, like, it's cool to be a fucking square. Like, it ain't nothing wrong with being square, dog. You know, and again, that's something that I tell niggas about listening to motherfucking rappers. My nigga, rappers be saying the dumbest shit I'd rather rob than get a job. Like, who the fuck taught you that shit? My nigga, like. It's like fathers, you... Nigga, if you have a child, please be in your child life, my nigga. Do not let your child look up to no motherfucking rapper, my nigga. It's... Like, that That shit is like a scary thought, my nigga. Like, for, for your son to be like, Oh, daddy, I want to be like any rapper, my nigga. Like, Drake is a square, but like, I... I don't want my son to wanna be like a fucking rapper, my nigga. Like my son's favorite rapper, and I'd have said it a million times on the show, nigga. My favorite rapper, my son's favorite rapper to this day, my nigga. Nigga, Nipsey died in what, 2019? Nigga, that's still my son's favorite rapper. You know, but I don't think I want my son to want to be like a rapper more than I want him to be like me, my nigga. Like, I want my son to stay close to me so I could be his role model, my nigga, so I could be his fucking example. You know, good or bad, dog. Like, I'd rather my son watch me make my motherfucking mistakes. You know, watch me bump my head and come back from that shit than want to be like a motherfucker who's literally paid to lie. And I'm I'm not saying that about Nipsey. I'm just saying about rappers in general. Like, nigga, the fact that, the, that little niggas is looking up to rappers more than they're looking up to their parents is fucking tragic, dog. You know, like, one of my things, I be telling motherfuckers just as parents, like, nigga, y'all niggas need to get in your kids' lives, my nigga. Motherfuckers need to spend time with their kids that's more than just punishing them, more than just disciplining them. You know, like, kids need more than that, my nigga. Like, kids need that fucking example. My nigga, like you got to have that relationship with your kids where they could really feel like they could talk to you where they really feel like they could relate to you where they not afraid to talk to you where they not afraid to like tell you some shit, you know, that might not be the best thing, you know, like a, a kid should be able to tell you when they at a crossroads, like, yeah, you know, I'm kicking it with my homeboys and they into this, like, they shouldn't be like, man, I don't want to tell my dad that I'm hanging with Jimmy because I know my dad going to fuck me up if I tell him that I'm kicking it with Jimmy. Like, kids going to do shit that they know ain't right, my nigga. That's what kids do, nigga. That's what humans do, my nigga. Like, just because a person knows the right thing to do don't guarantee that they going to do it, my nigga. And that's not just kids, my nigga. That's grown-ups too, my nigga. grown-ups make conscious mistakes all the fucking time, my nigga. You know, so we shouldn't judge our kids for that, my nigga. Like I said, like one of my biggest thing when it comes to my motherfucking kids is I want to be the parent that my kids don't mind telling anything to my nigga. You know, like probably my biggest fucking fear, like one of the things that I'm dreading in life is my daughter losing her fucking virginity.
1: Hey, it's Menace. Los Angeles football fans, while there's a lot of exciting and meaningful football to be played in 2021, the Los Angeles Chargers are opening up the opportunity for you to secure your 2022 season ticket membership.
0: Herbert, shuffle speed, middle of the end zone,
1: caught. Touchdown, Chargers! By securing your membership early, you'll get many exclusive benefits, including the early 2022 season ticket pricing, playoff ticket priority, and the longest payment plan they have ever offered. Secure your membership today at Chargers.com. At Capella University, you're in control of your education. With the game-changing FlexPath format, you can set your own deadlines and move at your own pace. The faster you move, the more you save. Visit capella.edu to learn more.
0: Thank sure. you.
2: But it's like, I don't want my daughter to be afraid to tell me when that happens. I pray to God that shit don't happen till after she 30. But if it happened when she fucking 16 or 17, like, I would really hope that she would tell me that it happened. My nigga, like, before that shit even happens, there's going to be conversations that me and her going to have just to, like, put her up on game, my nigga. So she understand what the fuck this life is about, my nigga. Like, I talk to my kids like they grown. I understand that my children are children, but the type of conversations that I have with my kids, it be on some real nigga shit because it's like kids mature at different rates. You know, kids process information at different fucking times. So sometimes you want to plant certain seeds early. So by the time they hit a certain age, they already got the information. You know, some people fuck up like some parents fuck up by not wanting to talk about the birds and the bees till they feel like. The kid is fucking 19 or 20 and shit. Like, nigga, by the time you done try to have the birds and the bees talk, nigga, your kid done had sex four or five times. You know, some of you motherfuckers like, man, I don't want to talk about the birds and the bees until my daughter 15 or 16. Nigga, your daughter 13 and pregnant, my nigga. I remember, nigga, when I was in junior high, nigga, before we graduated junior high, the girl who I was, you know, like boyfriend and girlfriend with in like fourth or fifth grade, nigga, she was pregnant by the time we was in eighth grade. Like, nigga, sometimes, nigga, it's too late to have that motherfucking talk. Nigga, sometimes you might want to introduce them to that talk early, my nigga, even before you know they ready for it. Like, nigga, I remember my mom was telling me about condoms when I was, like, 10. Like, nigga, my mom was telling me when I was little, like, nigga, you light-skinned, you got good hair, girl's gonna be trying to get pregnant by you, my nigga. And like I said, nigga, I'm, like, third grade, like, okay, (laughs) How the fuck am I going to get girls pregnant, my nigga? Like, nigga, I really thought you got girls pregnant by kissing them when I was in third grade. Like, I literally was, like, scared to kiss girls because I thought I'd get them pregnant, my nigga. Like, that was, like, how I just was, like, I had no concept of what sex was. But the thing was, like, I understand now that, nigga, my mom was, like, you know, planting that seed in my head. So I understood that, nigga, when you do get to the point of having sex, nigga, you understand that. These are the things that can happen from that, you know, fucking with girls in that way, nigga, that that shit could it could fuck your shit up. So be careful with that motherfucking ass, because these girls are target you, nigga. You know, and like I said, nigga, you know, back when I was young, light skin was still a thing like light skin was still popular. So, nigga, that's the reason my mom told me that shit. But it's like, nigga, I got little cousins that's headed to the NFL when I tell they little asses all the time, like, hey, nigga. Watch these bitches, dog. Nigga, these motherfuckers, if they going to try to target you, my nigga. You finna have money. Nigga, you tall. You athletic. Nigga, some of they asses, they might not even want money. Nigga, they might just understand that your DNA could have them with an athletic baby, my nigga. Your DNA could have them sitting in the stands with they baby that even though you didn't claim the baby, the little motherfucker done went to the NFL because he got your genes in them. The motherfucker that went to the NBA because he got your jeans in him. Nigga, look at how many motherfucking NFL and NBA stars didn't know their daddy, but they know he was a professional athlete somewhere. Like, I think LeBron James is like that. Like, I heard LeBron James' daddy was some type of athlete that don't nobody know about. And that be the fucking thing, my nigga. Like, these are the talks that you got to have with your fucking kids. Like, you got to catch their asses early. And, you know, like, just to bring it back to what I talked about, just to fucking open this motherfucker, like, the reason a lot of these buster-ass niggas is doing all these licks and crazy-ass dumb fucking robberies is because somebody missed a fucking boat somewhere. You know, like, something that I, 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 I teach my kids a lot is fucking leadership. Nigga, something that I teach my kids a lot is everybody not your fucking friend. Some I teach my kids a lot is, nigga, I don't give a fuck what everybody doing. You do what you do. You don't do what the fuck they do. It might look cool. It might look fun. But they going to be fucked up on the back end. And you avoiding that bullshit they did, you going to be straight. Nigga, do what the fuck you supposed to do, and you going to be straight. Don't worry about what the fuck they got going on. Like, I got a little cousin right now, my nigga. Like, I was telling that nigga when he was in high school. Like, a lot of that shit these old young niggas doing... To try to keep up with the new Jordans and shit. These niggas hitting licks so they can look fly at high school. I'm like, my nigga, trust me. High school don't fucking count. All these niggas out here taking penitentiary chances so they can keep up with the motherfucking Joneses in high school. Nigga, by the time y'all niggas turn 22, 23, nigga, none of that shit gonna count. My nigga, high school is some bullshit. Like, of course, in high school, you gonna have some good fucking memories, my nigga. Of course, in high school, like, everybody remembers fond things from high school that was fun. Like, don't get me wrong. High school was a fun time. But at the end of the day, my nigga, nothing socially that happened in high school matters. Two years later, my nigga, like, I remember, like, one of the things I used to always say in my early 20s was, whenever I see the popular niggas from high school, I always tell them niggas, I don't want no motherfucking ice in my Sprite. Cause like I was never super popular in high school I was always well liked by the people who knew who I was Like I was always a cool motherfucker Like the niggas who knew me always fucked with me real tough But I was never like the popular kid in high school Like I never was the nigga with a group of motherfuckers around me Cause I've always been a loner Like even amongst niggas who liked me I never really liked to be in crowds of people but, like, I remember in high school, like, the niggas who had all the popularity, the niggas who all the bitches used to chase, the niggas who everybody used to talk about, like, oh, I want to be like this guy. Like, nigga, them was the same niggas who was turning my phone on at the mall and shit. Like, them was the same niggas who was running up on me at the mall, like, hey, bro, let me let me clean your shoes. Hey, come here real quick, nigga. Let me, let me clean them Jordans off. Like, nigga, you was the man in high school, my nigga. Like, look at you now, my nigga. You know, like I said, that shit don't count. All that high school popularity don't be shit. A lot of them niggas who was popular in high school, nigga, became these same niggas that's run around doing these stupid-ass fucking burglaries, jumping over the fucking counter at Wendy's, 200 niggas stealing hamburger patties and, and stupid-ass shit like that. You know, like, and, and that's like one of the things just in life, my nigga. Like, a lot of the times... When motherfuckers be paying too much attention to shit that don't count, that's, just, that's where your life end up at. You end up in the motherfucking real-life squid games, my nigga. Because a lot of people, my nigga, like a lot of niggas' priorities in life is fucked up, my nigga. You know, like a lot of the shit that motherfuckers be worried about is fucked up, and that's why they that shit is like that. Like you niggas is willing to risk your motherfucking life to have some Balenciagas in your closet. Nigga, you drive a fucking 89 Toyota Celica and you got some goddamn Balenciagas on. Like, nigga, do you know, like, one of my least favorite things? Like, even back in my broke days, like, when I was broke. Nigga, my least favorite shit was to see a bitch with a motherfucking Louis Vuitton purse on a bus. Like, bitch, you could sell that motherfucking purse and go get you a little bucket real quick. You could sell that motherfucking purse, go go go! get you a nice little little car, my nigga. You could put a little down payment on a little Civic or something off the lot. It might not be no brand new shit, but at least you'll have something to drive. You know, like I be seeing niggas all the time, nigga hopping off the bus, nigga with some motherfucking Margellas on or some shit. Like, you know, I don't know what the fuck designer shoes these niggas is wearing, McQueen's motherfuckers look like some some fat-ass Stan Smiths on steroids and shit. Niggas be wearing them goofy motherfuckers, like, but for what? Like, niggas be wearing designer shit in the projects. All these niggas run around to get these motherfucking cool gray Jordans and you live in some bullshit. Like, your whole circumstances is fucked up. Nigga, you don't know how your fucking lights gonna come on, but you got them Js, though. Like, that shit be tripping me out, my nigga, like, you know, like, just in the boom-boom room. Like, I never really showed it during the show. But, like, nigga, I got probably 130, 140 pair of shoes, my nigga. But I didn't start fucking collecting shoes till, like, 2012. Like, nigga, I ain't start collecting shoes till I have my kids already. Like, I ain't start collecting shoes till I already had, like, some money in my savings. Like, I ain't start collecting shoes till my credit was cool. Because it's like, nigga, I can't even justify... Spending my money on no dumb ass shit When my fucking priorities ain't right And I used to tell niggas all the time Like just about Why certain niggas life fucked up And certain niggas shit is is running Even niggas like Who not making as much money as you making And they shit just look better than yours Like I remember one of my homeboys used to always say that shit like I'm trying to be like you I'm like nigga you got a better job than me What the fuck you talking about You make more money than I do Oh but you got all the shoes And you got the car And you got this And you got that And I'm like nigga You spend my shoe budget On weed my nigga You know like That's the fucking thing A lot of niggas be having vices That be fucking all they shit up Like Shan B. Potts Said how you put sneakers Over priority Make it make sense Like Shan Like I swear to God Like It's a white dude Who I seen on TikTok Who sees people In very expensive cars And he asks them what they do for a living Like he'll see niggas in like a fucking A Lamborghini or a Rolls Royce Or a Bentley or something like that And he'll ask them hey excuse me What you do for a living Like I want to go to like the mall And see like all those niggas Who be lined up for them cool great Jordans And like ask them niggas what their credit score is Like nigga What's your credit score, mister? I just spent $200 on a pair of shoes. Like what, what that that $200 is probably how much you owe and that should have probably like up your credit score 50 or 60 points cuz you got a fucking cell phone bill that you ain't pay. Nigga, you got some type of bill that that that's overdue with some shit that that you ain't knock out, nigga, some light bill from 2 years ago that your ass is behind on like Nigga, sometimes that little two, three hundred dollars is all you need to put you in a better fucking position, dog. Like sometimes like I be telling motherfuckers, cause like I had a clothing line back in the day. And niggas like, man, I'm trying to have a clothing line like you, nigga. Man, woo-do-woot-woop. Like, nigga, I started that clothing line. Well, realistically, probably a thousand dollars. Like, you can literally start a clothing line with a thousand dollars. And the crazy shit, nowadays. Because like y'all see this motherfucking hoodie I got on, my nigga. Like I said, nigga, too much game podcast store to get the merch for the too much game podcast, my nigga. Too much game podcast store to get merch, nigga. You can literally start a clothing line for fucking free, free, my nigga. Like you can literally for for zero dollars start a clothing line, my nigga. I'm finna get y'all niggas some some real free motherfucking game, dog. To make y'all some money right the fuck now for free. Literally zero capital. All you need is a fucking internet connection, my nigga. Go to teespring.com, dog. You know, set up your little fucking account, design you some shirts, and you can set them bitches on teespring, my nigga. They drop ship them bitches. You ain't got to get them niggas a single fucking dollar, dog. Nothing. And you could start a whole fucking clothing line, my nigga. You could design as many pieces as you want to, my nigga. And they'll sell them bitches for you, my nigga. Like, you just get money off of what the fuck they sell for you. Like, this is not an ad, my nigga. This is just me telling you niggas some shit. Just putting you niggas up on some game. All you motherfucking podcasters. If you niggas have made it 48 minutes into this goddamn episode, this is some free game for y'all, my nigga. You niggas that want to get your merch game together, go to teespring.com, my nigga. And set up your motherfucking account and you can design your shit, put your fucking logo on that motherfucker, put your fucking, uh, what you call it, your little slogan on that bitch. And you can sell merch, my nigga, you can sell shit and you ain't got to put up no money, my nigga. Like, it's a lot of ways to get money if you really set your mind to make it, my nigga. If you really want to make legal money, you can fucking do it. Just like your ass got the balls to do some dumb shit and run into a fucking jewelry store 30 thick trying to hopefully get you a thin ass fucking 40 percent gold eight karat chain or, you know, some pieces or some rings or some dumb ass bullshit. My nigga, you could start your fucking business, my nigga. You know, like I understand LLC, Twitter and how fucking corny they always be sounding Oh, uh, if I had some money, I just invested. I'd buy some fucking Bitcoin or i have an LLC or put my money into a trust or any. You know, niggas try to make fucking starting a business sound easy and they know it's not. But at the same time, my nigga, like, literally, as corny as it sounds, sometimes it's some real shit. You know, a lot of you motherfuckers got ideas, and you got more balls to do some bullshit than you got to actually chase a real dream. Like one thing my nigga and I told you niggas I ain't never been to the pen But I was raised by a motherfucker who was always in and out of prison My stepdad You know how much motherfucking talent they got in prison dog Like it's some motherfuckers in prison That can draw like a motherfucker It's motherfuckers in prison that just be inventing shit Like it's motherfuckers in prison that that do tattoos Better than half these motherfuckers on the street. And they sitting they dumbass in jail behind some bullshit. Like nigga, it's way too many intelligent motherfuckers in prison. It's way too many talented motherfuckers in prison. But the thing is, niggas didn't have no guidance. Niggas had all the talent in the world, but no fucking guidance, dog. And that shit is fucking sad, my nigga. It's like sad to watch. Like I hate to see it. I hate to see a motherfucker like waste talent like that. And it's because, you know, motherfuckers don't be having the right people in their life, my nigga. You know, motherfuckers be around the wrong fucking folks. You know, and like I said, I hate shitting on rappers, but that's what it be a lot of times, my nigga. It be the culture that be fucking they ass up. Like, nigga, you, you in a culture of fucking failure. You know, and it ain't always rappers, dog. Some of you motherfuckers, you know, like I done said on a couple of lives I've been on, a couple of niggas episodes so I've been on as a guest, like, You know like I said a lot of niggas was raised by bitches And like I say nigga when I say niggas was raised by bitches I don't mean you was raised by a woman Because some of you niggas daddies is a bigger bitch than your mama It's a lot of male bitches You know a lot of niggas daddy a bitch A lot of you niggas who was raised by a bitch ass daddy become a bitch ass nigga That's why you a bitch ass nigga Because the nigga that was in your life was a bitch And you thought it was acceptable for a man to move like a bitch. You know, like every time I see a nigga say, oh, I beat women because my daddy beat my mama. Your daddy was a bitch. He raised you to be a bitch. That's why you a bitch. That's why you beat women because you a bitch. Because niggas who beat women, the reason that men beat women is because subconsciously they understand that they a bitch. So they feel like fighting a bitch is fair game. I'm a bitch. She a bitch so I could hit her Cause we both bitches I'm just a stronger bitch than she is I hope I don't get flagged for this shit But I don't give a fuck drinking I ain't been here in a long time any motherfucking way But on some real shit A lot of times nigga that's how I look at it dog Motherfuckers was raised wrong Motherfuckers got the wrong fucking guidance You know, and then you fucking factor that shit in with desperation, my nigga.
0: Right
1: side first out of the sixth grade movies in the end zone. Hey, it's Petros, LA football fans. While there's a lot of exciting and meaningful football to be played in 2021, the LA Chargers are opening up the opportunity for you to secure your 2022 season ticket membership. Touchdown Chargers! By securing your membership early, you will get many exclusive benefits, including early 2022 season ticket pricing, playoff ticket priority, and the longest payment plan we've ever offered. Secure your membership today at Chargers.com. The General Insurance presents Shower Ballads by Shaq.
2: And I'm gonna keep
1: turns out, everyone does sound better in the shower. And it turns out, The General is a quality insurance company that's been saving people money for nearly 60 years. I just to For a great low rate and nearly 60 years of quality coverage, make the right call and go with the general. The General Auto Insurance Services, Inc., insurance agency, Nashville, Tennessee. Some restrictions apply.
2: You know, because when you broke, that shit clouds your judgment, my nigga. Like, I understand how it feel to be broke. Like, being broke is like a fucked up form of emotional duress, my nigga. Like, I feel like sometimes I'll be like, nigga, if I was a lawyer, I'd probably use that shit. To defend a client sometimes. Like nigga, when you broke, you know, like how they say, like sometimes you can't sign a contract when you're under demotion uh emotional duress or stress or something like that. Like yo, yo, your mind is altered. Being broke is a mentally altering fucking condition, my nigga. Like I remember the song uh on my dick by plies. That's like one of my my favorite songs. Not in the sense of like I jam and bump my head to it But like lyrically What that nigga was talking about in the song On My Dick by Plies I think it was off like The Real Testament Or 100% Real, one of those albums But he was saying like nigga The nigga that invented robin I bet he was broke Cause when you fucked up out You ain't no fucking joke Like a lot of the shit that nigga was talking about in that song uh, It's another song by J-Rock Called The Diary of a Broke Nigga And that's what it is my nigga Like when you broke nigga All you could think is What the fuck can I do to get money I don't give a fuck what I gotta do I'm doing it my nigga Like if I gotta Knock an old lady over the motherfucking head I'ma do that shit If I gotta jump over a counter I'ma do that shit But see like nigga Something that I be saying nigga Like that same fucking energy that you got Where you'll do anything for money That's the same energy that you should put Toward doing some shit to get some fucking legal money Cause like it trip me out when a motherfucker be telling you that they need some money And then you get a ass like five or six good legal ways to get it And they shoot all that shit down You like, hey nigga, I heard whoop woot hiring Oh nigga, I can't, I can't flip no hamburgers Oh nigga, I know this place hiring Oh man, I don't wanna work in no motherfucking warehouse Oh nigga, I heard this place hiring man, I don't wanna work in no, I don't wanna draw no forklift Oh, I don't wanna work no weekends Like you can think of every excuse why you don't wanna work But your ass will go easily, freely put yourself in fucking prison. Like, shit like that is fucking stupid to me, my nigga. Like, you willing to risk your fucking freedom because you don't want to work a fucking eight-hour workday? Like, what type of weak-ass bullshit is is that shit, my nigga? Like, who who the fuck taught you that, my nigga? And it's fucked up because I be telling niggas all the time, like, I don't feel sorry for suckers. You know, a a lot of you niggas that that be into that bullshit, like, nigga, I don't be feeling sorry for niggas. You know, like, something that I stopped saying some years ago was free such and such. Like, certain niggas don't need to be free. And I hate to sound like the Republican and shit. Like, I hate to sound like, you know, the the, the white boy about shit. But, like, certain niggas that's in jail need to be in that motherfucker. Like, it's just certain shit that motherfuckers do that I just be like, dog, you in there for a reason, my nigga. Like, it's certain niggas that I just be like, that nigga don't need to get out. Like, certain niggas just don't need to be on a motherfucking street. Like, it's just certain decisions that you make that's like, why would you do that? And what the fuck made you think that they was going to let you out after you did that shit? Like, what the fuck could you have possibly been thinking, my nigga? Like, did you really think that, not even that you was going to get away with that shit, but like, if you got caught doing that shit, that, Them niggas just going to let you fucking slide. Like some niggas don't need to be free, my nigga. You know, and just going off on a tangent, like digressing from my point. How do you think that the victim's family feel when they see you saying free the nigga that shot their brother? Free the nigga that killed their daddy. Free the nigga that shot a bit, you know, shot somebody's son or, you know, shot somebody's baby daddy or some shit like that. Like, nigga, how you think them motherfuckers feel? When you done did some bullshit like that. Nigga, you done robbed these niggas little family store, my nigga. You done robbed their family business or broken their house or some shit like that. Nigga, how do you how how you think they feel when you saying free nigga, free my shooter? Like nigga, just 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 give me the sense in that shit. Free killer woop-de-woop, my nigga. You know, like I said, I'm from gang culture, my nigga. Like I got gang tattoos and shit. But it's like, nigga, as a 39-year-old, man, it's like, nigga, now I be really, like, thinking about that shit. Like, it's just certain shit that I'm like, you know, like I said, nigga, I attribute it to being young and dumb. But the thing that that uh, that could beat being young and dumb is having a smart, older motherfucker around you. You know, like I done said since the beginning of this motherfucking show, dog. a lot of the reason that I do the Too Much Game podcast is to tell you. Young niggas the shit that I didn't get told when I was their age You know, like a lot of the mistakes that I made Like I probably wouldn't have made them if I had An older motherfucker to like really sit me down And tell me like, hey, that shit's stupid, my nigga Because the thing is, a lot of the shit that I didn't do Was because I did run into older niggas that told me Hey, bro, you don't need to do that shit, my nigga Like, it ain't worth it That shit dumb I done did that, you know, because like I said, my nigga, like as far as all the shit that I know about prison, I know that shit from my stepdad. The reason I feel like I ain't never been to prison is because of my stepdad, you know, and the funny shit is like, nigga, nowadays I look at my stepdad, my nigga, like the last time I saw my stepdad in person, my nigga, like that shit brought tears to my eyes. My nigga not in a fucking good way, dog. Cause my stepdad fucked up right now My nigga nigga my stepdad That nigga sleep in a park my nigga Like that nigga's homeless dog Like my stepdad is all fucked up And it's a trip cause it's like damn Like everything this motherfucker taught me Like a lot of Who I am as a man And what the fuck I know as a man And the information that I have as a fucking Grown ass man That turned me into the nigga that I am today I owe to him Shit that he's taught me, shit that he showed me. And it's like this nigga wasn't even like living by his own advice. But I'm glad that I was able to, you know, separate the message from the man because it's like I can't, you know, discount what the fuck he told me because of the position that he, you know, because like that was just something that just as a person. I just live by, you know, because like a lot of people try to discredit the message Because of the messenger and that's bullshit You know just like with Kevin Samuels A lot of women be like oh he's been divorced But does that make what he say any less true? You know just because a motherfucker done had some some shit in their life go wrong Don't mean that what they say is any less true my nigga Like let's just put it this way dog Like let's just say a nigga come up to you right And he blind as shit And he tell you the sky is blue Does that make the sky any less blue because he's never seen it? You know, nigga, sometimes you just got to go by the fucking message, my nigga. You know, sometimes real shit, real shit, no matter who say it. You know, because like I said, dog, like, you know, the situation that I'm in, if I give you some fucking relationship advice, even though I'm going through what I'm going through, that don't make the shit any less true because my shit is fucked up. The shit is true. My shit is fucked up. Two things could be true. Two contrary things could be true. You know, just like Kevin Samuels. Kevin Samuels could be divorced and he could still be telling you some real shit. Kevin Samuels could even possibly be gay. But that don't make the fucking advice no less true, my nigga. You know, and, like, this was the thing with my stepdad growing up. Like, nigga, my stepdad, it ain't like he told me about prison and he never went back. Like, nigga, my stepdad was telling me, hey, nigga, prison is some bullshit. And within a month or two, his ass would be right back in there on a fucking parole violation. You know, like, my stepdad used to always tell me, my nigga, prison sucks, my nigga. Don't let these rappers, don't let these gangbangers, don't let nobody on the street tell you that prison is cool, my nigga. Because every time you get a visit, you got to bend over and bust your booty cheeks open so they can see that you ain't sneaking nothing in that motherfucker. Like prison sucks, my nigga. It ain't no bitches in there. It ain't nothing fun in there. Them niggas tell you when to eat, when you going to sleep, when to wake up, what the fuck you can do. Some niggas get in a riot. You ain't involved just because you're around them niggas. You'll be in the hole. That nigga like nigga prison is some bullshit. I was like, cool, nigga. I ain't going. Fuck that shit. You know, like he was telling me all the time, like, nigga, my stepdad wanted me to be a prison guard bad. Like, if it was up to my stepdad, my nigga, I'd be like Rick Ross, my nigga. Like, I'd be a correctional officer because that nigga was like, nigga, all you are is a glorified babysitter with a gun. You know, I didn't go to the route that he wanted me to go. But, you know, the one thing I did was listen to the fucking advice that he gave me, my nigga. You know, like I said, nigga, my stepdad gave me a gang of good advice that he didn't fucking live up to. Like nigga my stepdad always told me My nigga since I was little Like never put yourself in a situation That a bitch could kick you out of You know never put yourself in a situation Where a bitch could kick you out And you gonna be out on the fucking street He always told me that And he's sleeping in the park And my mom is sleeping on a fucking bed I feel like that nigga might not have lived up to none of the fucking advice that he gave me. But that didn't make it any less true, my nigga. You know, and like, that's us ass people. Like, just because the messenger might not be somebody who you want to be like or who you want to emulate, that don't make that fucking information any less true. You know, just because your nigga not on the fucking radio rapping, or just because the nigga who you listening to don't look like he fucks all the bitches. Because I feel like that's the reason that a lot of these niggas look up to these rappers. I feel like that's the reason that a lot of these niggas would rather listen to a rapper than listen to their daddy because they see their daddy work an eight-hour job every day. They see their daddy come in the house with a hurt back and dirty hands, and then they see fucking Quavo on a bed the size of their living room, and they like, nigga, I'd rather be like Quavo. Nigga, I'd rather be like Offset or fucking, uh, I don't know, some fucking rapper, my nigga. Rappers do cool shit, my nigga. But it's one other thing about rappers, my nigga... Rappers is just like niggas on fucking social media. My nigga, they paid to lie. My nigga, them niggas give you a fucking image. Like, just think about how many motherfuckers was renting mansions to do fucking MTV Cribs. Like, you shouldn't look up to a nigga who's paid to lie. Like, you shouldn't look up to a nigga who got a fucking machine behind him that makes them look like something that they not. The one thing you know about your daddy, your daddy real. The one thing you know about your daddy, your daddy raised you. If your daddy raised you, I hope so, my nigga. Like, us as men... I really feel like we need to be in our fucking kids' lives and shit. You know, us as men, I hope a lot of us had a daddy in our life. Like, I knew my dad, but the motherfucker wasn't around like he should have been. The motherfucker wasn't doing what he was supposed to do. Like, I, I, I know who the nigga is. Like, me and that nigga, we had something of a fucking relationship. The nigga didn't fucking raise me, but I knew the nigga. Like, the one thing I can say about my dad is he gave me a fucking example. Like, my dad showed me that square money spin. And it was a funny thing, because like I told y'all, like, my stepdad raised me, my nigga. And, like, my stepdad would always use my real dad as an example. Like, look at your real dad. That nigga's a fucking square. He'll never go to prison. Look at him driving the Benz. He got low riders and shit. That nigga out there living life. You know, the motherfucker wasn't really raising me and shit. But at the same time, nigga looked like he was having a fucking good time in life, nigga. He was doing well. You know, so my stepdad was like, you much rather be like him than be like me. Why would you want to be like the nigga in prison? Why would you want to be like the nigga with calendars tattooed all up and down his arms? Nigga, my life sucks. Nigga, fuck prison. Nigga, fuck parole. You don't want to be on parole. You want to be out there fucking bitches and driving low riders like your fucking daddy. You know, and it's like, you know, you break the cycle. You take what you want to get out of life and then, you know, you, you fucking edit that shit. You know, because the thing was, I did take after my dad as far as being a fucking square, getting a cool job. Like, you know, I did the gang shit for a minute, you know, because like I said, as as young motherfuckers, you can have all the right information because this is the thing that kids do. My nigga, like a motherfucker tells you the right way to go and you understand the right way to go. But you're going to do what feels good. You're going to do what you think is cool. You're going to do what you enjoy. You gonna follow what your friends is doing, like you gonna fall off into the culture that you involved in. So I end up doing the gang shit for a minute, but at the same time I didn't understand. Like a nigga, at some point I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to fix this shit. So when I got older, nigga, I squared up and got the fuck out that shit. You know, so now I'm doing this. You know, but I say that to say my nigga, like you know, as parents, it's a lot of shit that you gonna say that your kid might not grip at the moment that you tell them that shit but it stick with them you know so just always stay in your kids ear because like you never know what lessons that you teach them that's going to keep their ass out the fire like you don't know what you going to keep you know teach your kids that's going to keep their ass out the motherfucking squid game and i'm gonna drop the mic on that shit this has been your host uncle dolomite of the Too Much Game Podcast Live from the new motherfucking Sanctuary I'ma have to get used to saying that shit nigga The new fucking Sanctuary like Started this motherfucker all fucked up But um Yeah man I done forgot my motherfucking out y'all. I ain't even gonna bullshit you my nigga Nigga this shit was brought to your ass by Townhouse Media my nigga if you would like to support us financially, it's patreon.com slash Media. Support all the Townhouse Media podcasts. Motherfucking Sports For You podcast, Tuesday, 6 p.m. I think them the only other niggas recording on Townhouse right now, my nigga. So, y'all niggas check out the Sports For You podcast, my nigga. That's another podcast I've been checking out while I was on fucking my hiatus, my nigga. Nigga, shout out to Nick motherfucking Freeze. I think he the producer of that bitch. Shout out to Nick Freeze, he motherfucking producing that shit, nigga. Nigga, shout out to my nigga Young Mark, and shout out to John Watson, nigga. Cold Grinder, Sports for you Podcast, nigga. Shout out to motherfucking Frocast for staying up this goddamn late, nigga. It's eleven on the motherfucking West Coast. It got to be two in the morning out there, nigga. Fuck y'all ass doing up. But um, yeah, nigga. You know, go to fucking Too Much Game Podcast Store. Support your boy Get some fucking merch My nigga I'm in a new place Nigga I need some money So go get you some goddamn merch My nigga Uh You know Follow me on social media At Uncle Dolomite On Twitter Instagram I don't think I fuck with No other shit Matter of fact Follow me on Snapchat If your ass is still on there Nigga I think Snapchat Played out But I'm on there Um you know, also follow the Too Much Game Podcast on social media. At Too Much Game Podcast on fucking uh, Instagram. Too Much Game Pod on Twitter. I think that's it, my nigga. I ain't here to help you get bitches. I'm here to help you get better. Too Much Game.
0: First out of the sixth grade. movies in the end zone. Hey,
1: it's Petros, L.A. football fans. While there's a lot of exciting and meaningful football to be played in 2021, the L.A. Chargers are opening up the opportunity for you to secure your 2022 season ticket membership. Touchdown, Chargers! By securing your membership early, you will get many exclusive benefits, including early 2022 season ticket pricing, playoff ticket priority, and the longest payment plan we've ever offered. Secure your
0: membership today at Chargers.com dot com.